Tejasvinavadiramastu Mavitvishavahe Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Namaste and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Alexandra Savitri Amba, Director of the American Reiki Academy and the Vedic Healing Center. I'm a Reiki master, Vedic healing master, feng shui teacher, and spiritual life coach. I've taught spiritual self-development for more than 30 years, led pilgrimages to India, and studied with Indian gurus. In this show, we cover topics related to metaphysics, Reiki, Vedic healing, feng shui, and spiritual growth. The aim of this show is to help you create a successful spiritual practice that enhances your life, bringing you happiness, peace, well-being, and productivity, so you may become the best version of you. Welcome to today's episode, which is entitled, Achieving Balance Through the Spiritual Path. The word balance I would say this is the secret sauce in life. It's something that we are all seeking that will bring each of us the happiness, the peace, the success that we are striving for if we can operate in a space of balance. So this notion of balance is elusive It is a daily challenge, especially I would say for women, because as women, we try to do so much. In India, the depictions of the goddess always show figures who have many, many arms, because the goddess is doing so many things at one time. This is her secret strength and her secret power. However, as women, we can be very hard on ourselves because we are trying to do so much and squeeze so much into the day. Not that men are not working hard because certainly men work very, very hard as well. We just work a little bit differently. But for all of us, balance will bring all sorts of gifts. And today I'd like to explore how the spiritual path can help all of us achieve this balance and then also provide some tips for all of us. Now, when you embark on a conscious spiritual path, I would say something very magical happens. And really, we are all on spiritual journeys, spiritual paths. So I want to make that distinction first before I discuss what 
the magic is that happens. So there is a distinction between a conscious spiritual path and an unconscious spiritual path. Conscious simply means we have woken up to the vital importance of putting attention on our spiritual journeys. An unconscious path might mean we pay attention to the physical world and we think, perhaps, if we do it all, it's it's just at the back of our mind, we think someday we will turn our attention to the spiritual journey. Or perhaps we don't even think about this at all. Now, neither is right or wrong, whether we are on a conscious spiritual path or an unconscious spiritual path. Sometimes we maybe can think if we are on a conscious spiritual path, if we have discovered the bliss, the incredible gifts of being on this path, we think maybe we are better than someone who has yet to discover this journey. But that really also is erroneous thinking, because it indicates a bit of ego. So it's really, neither path is right or wrong. It's just simply where each of us finds ourselves in our evolution, in in our unique evolutions where we are as souls. So uh, sometimes I use the phrase that we are all in a schoolhouse together and at different different stages. So there are kindergartners and first graders and fifth graders and twelfth graders and uh, people in college and people in graduate school. So there's no right or wrong. It's simply all of us tossed together with so many different life experiences and karmic experiences here interacting and having the human experience together. So if you have discovered the magic of the spiritual path, you will find that it brings great awareness as we go within. And one of the ways this translates is by giving us balance. So what this means by the word balance, some of the the interpretations of balance are poise, poise in all situations, the ability to handle a lot and to remain centered, the ability to handle stress and remain calm. With the spiritual practice comes incredible strength as well, to face anything, as you have a practice to turn to that supports you. So the techniques are great. 
But when they are developed into a sequence, they provide us with a complete process, and that is our practice, our sadhana, our daily practice. And this becomes the most important activity for us because we begin to realize how it shapes our days, how it frames our days, and ultimately how it shapes and frames our lives. So now I'd like to move into some tips for today on how you can achieve balance through this spiritual path, this practice, and I hope these tips will be of assistance. The first thing is I would like to suggest that you become aware of this practice and its importance. Maybe this podcast is helping you. Maybe some words I have said here are helping you, or maybe there's something else in your life that is coming to you that is starting to open the awareness of the importance of this practice. So I would suggest that each of us looks for opportunities that are coming to us that can provide this inner development. When I was first on this path, I was exposed to some very incredible teachers in the form of gurus from India who blessed me and helped me in very remarkable ways. Had I not been curious and aware of what opportunities were coming to me, I would have bypassed those experiences. So be aware. See who is trying to reach you. What modalities are trying to reach you? Are you hearing something over and over again? This is one of the things we do as practitioners. We pay attention to messages that are coming. And those messages may come in the form of people speaking things to us. So it's not like these messages have to come in any kind of grand psychic way, although they can, or in dreams. It could just be somebody mentioning a book to you or a teacher to you, and you hear it a few times. Many times when I teach Reiki, I have had the experience where students say to me they are in class because they kept getting the message that they needed to learn Reiki. And I'll say, how did you get that message? And they will say, well, first I heard somebody talking about it and I became interested. Then uh, perhaps they went for a psychic reading and the psychic told them they had innate healing abilities. And then they met someone who did Reiki. So typically messages come to us and they are offered to us to help us on our journeys, but they can only help if we are listening and we are aware. 
It doesn't mean we have to act upon all these messages, but at least to have the awareness that you have heard something more than once, and then to investigate, to give pause and say, why am I hearing this over and over again? Maybe there's something here for me. And so becoming aware and curious and keeping an open mind. The second tip to achieving balance through this spiritual practice is to prioritize the inner seeking. So whether it's through meditation, yoga, chanting, the healing arts, working with spiritual texts that you are reading, prioritize this inner seeking. The world is full of distractions and it will easily distract us from inner seeking. But our practice, our spiritual practice, our sadhana should be adhered to. It should be given priority. A teacher said to me uh, once, nothing should interfere with your sadhana. And once he said that to me, I took it to heart. And I have maintained that stance, and it has served me very well. Imagine if you said to yourself, I'm not going to eat because I don't have time. So you're not going to prioritize eating. Now, if you're fasting, that's different. But if you're just saying, I'm not going to prioritize eating, imagine how your body would suffer. So think also of the suffering your soul is doing when you do not prioritize this inner seeking. Your soul is on a journey living in this body, in this body. And so as you, as I, as each of us prioritizes the inner seeking, we help the soul on its journey of expansion, of learning, of awareness, of deepening. So on this path of inner seeking, we never say we don't have time for our practice. Rather, I would say life evolves, it occurs all around us, and and, and that's fine. There's nothing we can do about it. But it starts to occur around our practice. And eventually, everything becomes the practice. We merge with our practice, and it is with us always. So we become keenly aware of it, even throughout the day as we work on other things. And when we learn mantras, we understand that we can use them even when we are not sitting in our meditation space. So we might use a mantra when we are in a stressful space or when we simply have some free time. Instead of being idle, we use the mantra. So standing in line 
is somewhere where we could choose to move into frustration or impatience, or we could use that opportunity to chant the mantra and put our mind, divert the mind towards something more advantageous than feeling impatient or getting angry. So this is how a mantra works. It, it diverts the mind towards something light for us, something of a higher vibration, whatever the sacred sounds are that you are chanting. So the third tip I would say for today is to try and commit without commitment and really a valid attempt. We can't say something has worked or not. So this commitment is very important. The teacher gives us amazing gems to work with. And then it's up to each of us to absorb the teachings and apply them, to schedule schedule them into our day and to apply them. I've had the experience of teaching and reteaching people years later, people who say they weren't ready for the teachings at the time. And this can be partly because of our age, we could say, when we learn something. However, the soul is ageless. So we come to these practices when the time is right in our evolution. I myself would say I embarked on a conscious spiritual path in my 20s. But before that, when I was quite young, I became fascinated with meditation. I attended a Quaker school on the East Coast of the U.S. And although most of the children were Christian or Jewish, the school was founded in the religious tradition of Quakerism, and the Quaker's form of worship is meditation. So the school had us all do meditation before we started our day, and then once a week we would have a longer uh, meditation. It was a one-hour meditation with the entire school. So I became fascinated with meditation when I was young, and this journey never left me. It was always with me this lifetime, kind of tapping me on the shoulder, whispering to me. If you think about an ashram, which is a spiritual center, the children are raised in the awareness of the importance of inner seeking. There are ashrams in India that have schools within them and colleges that are dedicated not only to giving the students an education that will serve them well in the world, but also giving them an education in spiritual values. So after all is said and done, 
We are spiritual beings living in these bodies, and the bodies we know will drop away at some point. So prioritizing and creating a commitment around this path is so important. And the last tip I want to say for today is to not be hard on yourself. So if you have taken your yoga mat out and you have placed it in a space where you will see it, but you didn't use it today, that's okay. You've made progress. If you have put a candle on your altar, but you didn't light it, you have made progress. If you have purchased some incense, but you did not burn it, you have made progress. If you cut some flowers and you said, I will put these in front of the deity I like to sit in front of, or the guru I work with, you have made some progress. God, the divine, sees your heart. The divine sees each of our hearts. And so this spiritual practice is about connecting with the divine through the heart, opening the heart, opening the awareness. So to summarize, some of the concepts today. Balance is the secret sauce in life. And we can achieve this balance through the spiritual path and specifically through our practice. Become aware of the importance of the practice. Become aware of the signs and messages that are coming to you. Really, this is a very fun and magical step where we pause in all of the outward expression of our energy and we just become receptive. Again, this is one reason we do our practice early in the morning, because it is so quiet, and also in the evening, it is quiet, not too late in the evening. So we're following the sun, and we're tapping into that stillness on the earth to become aware aware of the importance of the practice and aware of the messages, the gifts, the signs that the divine is trying to communicate to us. Second tip was to prioritize your practice. The third tip is to commit to it. And the fourth tip is to be easy with yourself. I think I said, don't be too hard on yourself, but uh, really, Uh, to phrase it in a positive way, it's to be easy with yourself. So to conclude, I would just suggest that each of us strives for balance 
in mind, body, and spirit, and that we use the spiritual path to help us. Help us achieve balance in mind, body, and spirit. Sometimes we think the spiritual path is only going to help us with spiritual endeavors. However, it's also going to support our mental bodies, our emotional bodies, our physical bodies. So this spiritual practice is not just reserved for lofty or otherworldly or ethereal or mystical endeavors. It's going to help us here on this earth while we are here in these bodies, and it will help us as we progress to the next level and to the next space of where each of us is going. Om Asatoma Sadkamaya Tamasoma Jyotirkamaya Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Om Sairam Jai Guruji Om Amrite Shwariye Namaha Hare Krishna Om Namah Shivaya As always, please feel free to reach out and the website again is reikiacademy.org, R-E-I-K-I academy.org. And I will be very happy to hear from any of you who are interested in spiritual growth, the healing arts, meditation, mantra practice, yoga, as we connect with one another and as we form small pockets all over this world of light workers, of spiritual seekers, we help the vibration of the planet. We help one another. We help society. We help our families. And so please be around other practitioners. Seek support from one another, and feel free to be more a part of this community by reaching out. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have enjoyed this. Om Namah Shivaya.